guys, we haven't recorded since last year. <laughs> oh. I haven't seen you guys since last year. Wait, hold on. Let me take another run at it. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and I have a randomly generated bird with a superpower. <laughs> for nice. For today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I went into that running and I think I almost nailed it. Maybe by next time. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I've gotten it for sure. We just have to be able to say it without giggling is the yeah. problem. Well, because that's hard. Yeah, I was listening to our last episode and I was like, wow, wait, I need to also say that I'm not this bird. I'm 98% human, but I'm 2% this bird. You oh, know? yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes. even more complicated. <laughs> One day I'll get it. <laughs> oh, for sure. So by the time we're ready to move on to the next book, we'll have yeah. it down. <laughs> by the time we do that biology episode i'm gonna be so good at it (laughs) anyway the bird that i am two percent mixed with (laughs) (laughs) is a cosmic energy waterfall kookaburra wow that's so much (laughs) there's a lot happening there say it again (laughs) a cosmic energy waterfall kookaburra you know Like in the old gum just, tree. Just casual. <laughs> so is the is waterfall modifying kookaburra or is cosmic energy modifying the waterfall in this I, case? I think it's a waterfall kookaburra yeah, that okay. has the power of cosmic energy, whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that means. Sure. I think this kookaburra is a god. <laughs> yeah, I, it might be. I, I think that's what it is. This omnipotent waterfall kookaburra. Eating everything it can see? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. And this is how the universe ends. Anyway. (laughs) Not with a bang or a whimper, but with a laugh. (laughs) That laugh, yeah. (laughs) With a laugh. Aw. That weirdly made me feel better. Yeah. I find it kind of menacing, but... Yeah, it is kind of weird. That's okay. Anyway, who anyway. and what are you guys? <laughs> my who is Sam, and my what is a self-detonation <laughs> avocado emu. What? Wow. What? I love that one. <laughs> Self-detonating <laughs> avocado emu? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, That's really good. Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. Wow. I am, I know... In theory, it's like an emu that probably eats avocados, but I am imagining like a green emu now. <laughs> I'm imagining oh, yeah. a regular emu that spontaneously bursts in half and it comes apart like an avocado and there's what? a pit in the middle. <laughs> there we go. You know, there we go. You know, avocados just don't spontaneously fall in half, right? Yeah, but that's the self-detonation part. Right. Yeah. Sure. Listen. Yep. Accurate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, why not? Anyway, tell us anyway, about yourself. 
Yeah, my name is Hannah, and uh, 2% of me today is a big disaster ptarmigan. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said it without laughing. A big disaster ptarmigan. (laughs) Wait, what's the superpower? A big disaster? The superpower is big. Is big? (laughs) The superpower is big. Touché. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's not that the ptarmigan is a big disaster. The ptarmigan is a normal disaster, but is physically big. Yeah. Okay, got it. Or the Chill. ptarmigan is normal, and there's a big disaster, like, around. I, yeah, that's a superpower for sure. I <laughs> make big disasters. I make big disasters. Uh, wow. Incredible. Funny. It's <laughs> oh, a good wonderful. one, eh? That is I yeah. like that one. Wow, good <sighs> batch of birds right here. Good batch yeah. of birds. Good flock we got. Hey. Anyway, the reason we are 2% bird is because we're reading Maximum Ride, <laughs> The Angel Experiment by James Patterson. And as always, we have read four chapters. So if you guys want to tell us what happened, that would be great. Cool. So uh, chapters 9 and 10 are under me. So... Chapter nine starts with the flock returning. I don't know why I did that. I know it's very weird. I'm. I told you guys my brain is a mess. It's fine. Keep going. I was gonna let it slide. Chapter nine starts with the flock returning to the house and basically all freaking out that Angel has been kidnapped. Max is blaming herself because she's the leader, but remember she's only a fourteen-year-old for crying out loud. The kids converse, Fang makes some ravioli, and they all conclude that Angel has been taken back to the school. (laughs) I can hear Hannah giggling. I think makes is a stretch. Makes is a (laughs) stretch. Sorry, he opens a can of ravioli. I don't think he even heats it up. He doesn't! He eats it with a fork. He He eats it! I mean, we've all been there. Come on. No, we haven't. I have never, I cannot stand canned Chef Boyardee ravioli. It makes me sick. I like it, but I heat it up first. Uh. Anyways, (laughs) this then goes into chapter 10. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can do it, Sam. I believe in you. (laughs) Come on, Sam, you're not the big disaster. You got this. Okay. This then goes into chapter 10, where everyone is freaking out about the school. And then we find out Iggy is blind, since the school tried to surgically enhance his night vision and failed. Fang then pulls out some yellow old papers, which turns out one of them is a map to the school, which resides in California somewhere. And so, there's that. Hannah? Wow. Alright, so the single page that is chapter 11... Begins with the gas man Nudge and Iggy all reacting to the idea of going to the school to yep. rescue Angel. Iggy is adamantly not on board with this plan, right up until the point that Max says he and the gas man aren't coming, and then Iggy is immediately indignant about being left behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Max says that she doesn't want Iggy to come because his blindness is a liability, which is kind of like, ooh, and that she doesn't want Gazzy coming because he's eight. And what she says goes, because this isn't a democracy, this is a maxocracy. (laughs) (laughs) And thus ends part one of this book. So chapter 12 is the beginning of part two of this book, which is entitled Hotel California, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) 
why is this book like this? <laughs> it's so. It's so fourteen years old. It's so fourteen years old. So uh, fourteen years old. Uh, yeah, Max, Fang, and Nudge are flying south southwest towards Death Valley, California, California, California. <laughs> where the school, <laughs> where the school is. <laughs> Max and Fang have a bit of a banter, and Nudge muses that in Jeb's left-behind documents, she saw something that has her real name, which is Monique, and also mentions a town in Arizona. She hopes that maybe her family is there and they can go see them. Max tries to cut the sign of thinking off, but has the uh, feeling, perhaps foreshadow, that it's going to come up again later. And that's that. Would think that. Anyway... (laughs) Whomst among us. <laughs> I have notes from like the first four words of this first chapter. <laughs> okay. Start us off, Sophie. <laughs> yeah. So chapter nine starts with Max saying, I don't even remember flying home, which is because she's distraught, obviously, uh-huh. because Angel has been kidnapped. But all I could think was like, maybe Hannah doesn't do this yet. But the when you're driving and you're taking a route, you know, really well, and you just like, blank and then you're like oh i'm home (laughs) and i was imagining someone flying while doing that just like dead eye staring (laughs) flying vertically (laughs) like (laughs) through the air following a path that they've followed a billion times and it's just like oh god it's possessed (laughs) anyway i like that mental image that's where i went with that it's extremely funny well because birds can sleep while they fly guys wow (laughs) actually yeah so maybe max just fell asleep had a little nap (laughs) like all birds or are there specific examples in nature specific birds like the big one are frigate birds Mm. which don't land for like months at a time i think it's like two months they stay aloft because they can't swim or float so but Even they're seabirds. They, yeah, but they're seabirds. So they fly <laughs> over the ocean for like two months at a time and are just like, well, guess I'll die. No. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but also I looked it up. There's a there's this bird called the Alpine Swift, which I guess must be a swift, which are like teeny tiny birds uh-huh. that spent 200 days in the Whoa. air consecutively. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did they collect that data? Like, how do they know that? I assume it's with a... Like, cause they have those little tracker backpacks yeah, that can track yeah. altitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For in mm. birds, and so I'm assuming it's just like, well, it was in this area and it never dropped below. Wow. Like a certain altitude. That's really interesting. Which is wild. Yeah, frigate birds specifically do the thing that I think is this fake that sharks or <laughs> dolphins do it. Is this an urban legend <laughs> that where they sleep with half their brain at a time? And no, cetaceans all do that. Okay. okay, good. I'm so glad yeah, we have a citation a expert here because I was going to be you. like, <laughs> yes. I was like, that <laughs> seems like something that might be an urban legend. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. Okay. Well, because otherwise they drown. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so frigate birds sleep for 45 minutes total Ugh. at like during a day Ugh, when they're aloft horrible. and only in 10 second bursts. What? Oh. Yeah, like they they did this study on some frigate birds that nest in the Galapagos Islands. So a lot of the animals are just like, don't care about humans. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty easy to like, catch them and with very low stress, like put an EEG on them. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like, yeah, this study showed that when they're in flight, they sleep for 45 minutes at a time, 10 second intervals. And then on land, though, they'll sleep for like a minute at a time for a total of 12 hours. So huh. very different. Wow. And frigate birds only sleep while circling up like an updraft. That they makes won't sense. sleep while gliding down. Yeah, no, that seems like a yeah quick way to die. Yeah. The thought of like having to fall asleep while like actively going up in altitude is yeah. terrifying. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming you just like tilt your wings so you're always going in a circle and you're just like, all right, <laughs> spiral up, up <laughs> and up. Good night. They must be able to like lock their joints into place. Yeah. But do yeah. they have huh. any like airborne predators, like bigger birds, or are they the biggest birds? Frigate birds are dicks. <laughs> I don't know. I actually know nothing. No, no, that's a no. That's interesting because like that's what they think. That's why they think they only sleep with half their brain at a time. Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, because of predators. Well, so most animals that do that do it because they have predators. Frigate yeah. birds don't have predators. In okay. the sky, but they could crash into each other. <laughs> okay, so there is like potential, yeah, collision yeah. source or predator. Well, no, no predator, but there is like something that, like, they can't just completely zone out. Yeah, so it is only half their brain at a time. Okay, when in the sky, That's wild. Yeah, it's fascinating. Fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. I yeah. have no idea. So maybe that's what Max was doing, or maybe not, because humans yeah, can't maybe do that. Just spaced. No. No. But maybe he's a 2% bird. In 10 second bursts. Right? (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I'm doing that when I'm in a particularly boring meeting, to be fair. (laughs) Or when I'm having a particularly bad night. (laughs) My boss listens to this podcast. I don't do that. That was a joke. (laughs) I was going to say, you're bold having your boss listen to this (laughs) and miss stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) For legal reasons. For legal reasons. (laughs) For legal reasons. this, This is a joke. Yeah. Anyway, that was my fun bird fact. The first like, fun of bird many, cat. probably. Oh. <laughs> no, no, who knows? Who knows? It's, Sophie, there's going to be more bird facts, whether we want them or not. Always. Yeah. I feel like there was kind of a, and maybe this is just me being a total sap, but Max has the moment when she's like, losing her shit everyone else is losing their shit like the kids are hurt angel is missing and she just wishes there was a grown-up to take care of them yeah these (laughs) poor kids (laughs) i also wish you had a grown-up to take care of you that sucks and then gas man like tries to reassure her when he sees she's upset and it's like yeah (laughs) and like while she's losing her shit she like is still bandaging up yeah the kids while she's doing it it's like oh uh, uh, she's so responsible this family <laughs> that has found each other wow wow i love it when they do that, I love it when they do that. <laughs> yeah it's definitely funny reading this like these kinds of books again as an adult when i was 14 and reading this book i was like i didn't really pay attention to that because i was like yeah i'm 14 and cool i could be cool like them uh-huh. independent and then now i'm like they need an adult <laughs> they, they need, need an, an adult, adult so bad they need an adult so bad yeah 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 i have like no maternal instinct in real life but whenever there's a piece of media 
like this book or like the freaking the new Spider-Man movies <laughs> got yeah. me where it's like, oh, there is a child and no adult is helping them and they are like desperately in need of help. I'm like, somebody yeah. help this child. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, to be fair, in real life, you probably aren't faced with like abandoned children in danger all the time. <laughs> Not frequently, so, no. So maybe the um, instincts would kick in then. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Mostly I'm just like, uh there's a child staring at me in the grocery store. I wish it wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I get very stressed when I see a child and I can't immediately pinpoint where the parent is. Like, Oh I'm my like, God. What? Yeah. Who? Huh? What? Am I responsible yeah. for this child now? <laughs> yeah. What's going Children on? Children and dogs. If there's a dog wandering down the sidewalk, I'm like, who? What? Wow. You don't know that you shouldn't run into the road. Like, where is your yeah. person? And then half the time, they're like two blocks behind with their dog off leash because that's an okay thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm getting off the rails already. We just started. Arculeby, we're 20 minutes in. We're not too bad. We're doing great. We still have three more chapters to go. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Okay, I had to look up. I was like, is this um 2006 slang that I didn't <laughs> remember? <laughs> uh-huh. Max describes what happened with Angel was the rescue mission had been such a total ditcher. And I was like, what is a ditcher? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> What's a ditcher? Is this cool <laughs> alternate universe slang? <laughs> My standby is going to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. Urban Dictionary couldn't help me. A ditcher was oh. just someone who ditches their friends all the time. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But but I did get like three pages in and it was like a ditcher. <laughs> when you're talking to someone on MSN and they just sign Whoa. out or ignore you for a large period of time without oh. saying G2G. Oh <laughs> dang. That and I'm like Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it still is not what this meaning is, but I, I relate to that. Yeah, it's still temporally appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I think MSN was a Canadian thing. Was it? Think, what, yeah, because I think AOL oh, was the a- US equivalent. Or wasn't there AIM? It was like AIM. Oh, yeah. Oh, AIM. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So I can Wild. only speak to the Canadian experience, but ooh, brutal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a rough one. No BRB. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are my two opinions on this chapter. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I only have one additional opinion, which is that Nudge like makes the very good point that given the erasers are super buff and had guns, they could very easily have killed anybody, mm. including Angel, like on the scene. Yeah. But instead they took Angel and didn't seem to care either way whether the other five kids were alive or dead. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they came after Angel specifically. Yeah. Because she's special. So that's interesting. Because she's special. She's special. So special. So special. I mean, I don't think they were trying to kill the other kids, No, right? they could have. All of the other kids were unconscious at one point. If yeah. they wanted them to be dead, they would be dead. Exactly. I feel Great like point, they nudge. at some point probably want them all back because they want yeah. to like yeah. exploit all of them for their powers for the evil military that I'm assuming this is part of. Yeah, yeah. But like for now, they're like, eh, just let them think they've gotten away and then we'll we'll catch them later. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> trying to draw them in by kidnapping Angel. 
maybe? Yeah. Like, make them come yeah. back under their own power? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to also get into the later chapters that we read, but I feel yeah. like that was also Jeb's yes. idea to yes. leave those Seems documents. To leave an extremely convenient map back to the school. Yeah. Mm. Probably. Even like Even, like, leaving information about their possible birth parents or genetic yeah parents genetic like parents. yeah to be like at least we know where they might go <laughs> and yeah. to watch for true them. yeah yeah okay wait i did have one more thought about the end of this chapter and it was okay. when they were like well uh, they didn't take angel to china we know where they took her and iggy's like <laughs> where's that uh-huh <laughs> and, yep. and, and then fang like, and max in unison <laughs> yeah are like um the school the school you know yeah that obviously <laughs> and then the beginning of the next chapter nudge gasped it's like did everyone not expect that answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like uh, the one place <laughs> what well they are kids they just they, they just like, think about it but <laughs> like the erasers yeah. are from the school <laughs> yeah we do get in the second chapter, when they're talking about the school, confirmation that it has been four years since they left. Which right. I don't know if we had that exact number. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. So oh, that yeah. I back calculated the ages Whoa. of the kids when they left the school. Okay. So I uh, took their current ages and subtracted four. It was really intense. That's um, some good math right there. I almost needed Sam's help, but I didn't want to pay her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> so that means when they escaped with Jeb, uh, Max, Fang, and Iggy were 10, Nudge was 7, Gasman was 4, and Angel was 2. Damn. Wow. So, that's young. Oh, F- just, for all of them. I just had the worst. You know how some birds are born, like, cute, and other birds are born horrible? Oh, hideous? Yeah. Sophie. <laughs> Or I mean, they're definitely born dumpling. hideous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, altricial or precocial are the two official terms. Precocial is when they're born cute. Okay. Fully formed birds. And altricial is when they look like horrible <laughs> goblin creatures. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my and God. One, and now I'm imagining. Oh, I guess. Okay. They definitely were that, though, because Max explicitly described baby Angel as having chicken tiny wings. chicken wings. <laughs> Which is not something you call a cute little bird. No, and Angel, we think, is the only one who was born as a bird kid, right? So I guess the other ones had to be normal. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, and again, jumping ahead, but the kids don't know if they have, like, actual normal human parents. Right. Max says that, like, we don't know if we were test tube babies or what. Yeah. But we know, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, that's cool. Like, in this world, they've invented uh, (laughs) how to make babies um, just in In a lab. (laughs) In a test tube. Wow. They just did that with a, was it a sheep? And the last, like, year or two, they grew a sheep embryo in an artificial womb. So we're catching up to uh, 2005. But, like, (laughs) one day we'll be there. Um... (laughs) The other dimensions get all the coolest stuff. Uh, but but they grew up from, like, a sperm and an egg, right? Yeah. Yeah, presumably right. these guys came from some genetic material. Well, yeah, because that's sort of what I was like. The way Max is being like, 
well, we don't know if they're your parents. You might have just we might have just been test tube babies. I'm like, like just made whole cloth, <laughs> like without <laughs> gametes. Are you kidding me? Anyway, maybe I. I was, was thinking like sperm that. and egg donors who okay. are just like, ah, here, here are my gametes. Do with them what you will. Yeah. But who knows? Instead of scientists being like, okay, we'll put the A here, the T there, the G. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Making the DNA. Just making some DNA. All I just had a thought of was like a scientist doing that and listening to an audiobook and then like fucking something up because they've zoned (laughs) out. (laughs) Because as a a scientist who does like monotonous work sometimes, um, (laughs) oops. (laughs) I thought you you were implying that they were like spelling the words that they were hearing. Oh, that would be funny too, but there's not enough letters because you just have A, C, T, and G, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was just like Uh... thinking of like the scientists at their computer with their headphones in, like listening to some podcast or music or something. And they're just like, and then all of a sudden they've messed up the genome. And now this kid has a tail because you were listening to an audio. (laughs) Made a lungfish child again. Oh, how dare I? (laughs) It's estimating. (laughs) um (laughs) anyway (laughs) like any good fetus does like exactly well actually Um, yeah uh, like kind (laughs) of actually they okay they also talk about how iggy became blind yeah because they tried to surgically enhance his night vision yeah that's a bummer that's a bummer i looked up (laughs) if it's possible (laughs) to give humans night vision okay you know like people do research (laughs) Surely, yeah, it's true. Surely, someone was like, "Let's try and give humans night vision." As with everything, uh, it's been done in mice. <laughs> uh, but there's yes. probably an article out there being like, "How you can get night vision?" <laughs> yeah, and then it's just talking about a scientific paper that was on mice and not humans. Classic, classic move. Apparently, so night vision works on near infrared light. Near infrared light. I think that's what it is. Anyway, I wrote down the shorthand and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what it stands for uh near infrared light which humans can't see but they like can inject these nanoparticles Ooh. into your eyeball <laughs> i hate and by that. your i mean mice that converts that light into like higher energy green light oh so we can actually see it and i mean the mice were able to navigate in the dark using it but again it's only for near infrared light not everything which is just like heat signatures kind of but yeah that was cool (laughs) and was that something that they could do in a post-embryonic stage i guess it's not genetic manipulation yeah yeah that was an adult mouse and it it only so and it only lasted like 10 weeks and according to this (laughs) yeah one research one study it was like no side effects but oh that's just one but hard so, to say with a mouse. Hard to say with a mouse. So that doesn't sound like what they did to Iggy. I just found it and wanted to talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like what they might have been trying to do, but permanently. Yeah. And then they did it in the wrong direction. Yeah. Because otherwise they might just have to give him a tapetum lucidum or whatever. And then that's... Is that... We talked about the... that in Twilight, but I can't yeah. remember. What it's is the it? The glowy thing when the you... glowy bit. Yeah. Shine a light in like a cat's face. Oh, right. Yes. And it just reflects light more. Like, so when there's really low light, it just reflects more light around inside your eye. Right. So you can see stuff better. 
So that's probably what they were trying to do, but I uh, didn't look that up. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's anything anyone's trying to do, really. <laughs> I thought there was an interesting bit of dialogue in this chapter where Fang says, Jeb knew they would do anything to get us back, them being the school. If anyone ever discovered what they did to us, it would be the end of the school. Nudge says, why don't we tell on them then? We could go to a TV station and tell everyone and say, look, they grew wings on us and we were just little kids. And then Iggy says, that would fix them, but we'd end up with new zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, that's... I, oh, <laughs> maybe, Iggy, uh, I don't think that's how it works, actually. No, but... To be fair to him, all he knows about how the world works is what Jeb would have taught him. Which yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, but it it's interesting that like, what am I trying to say? This sequence was interesting to me, yeah. and that it's like nobody knows we exist because in this universe, it is also completely morally incorrect to have done what was done to us. Yeah, but they can't go to the TV stations about it because of the zoo. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, so weird, like, because this sort of situation exists in books a lot, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, wow, it's this secret, super rich part of the military or a super rich corporation doing secret research on humans. And it's like, well, um. <laughs> yeah, does that happen? Like, I guess I yeah. wouldn't know if that happens. Yeah, I mean, like, I think objectively it does happen, but I don't know yeah. that it's, like, secret you know it's like just if I you have enough money you can make anything go away yeah mm. like i think it's just that like people who should know better uh yeah. ignore it on purpose you know yeah yeah and so maybe that's what's happening here but i don't know how did they get groceries I, how did the can of ravioli come into existence maybe they hide their wings under clothes well, so far it's just non-perishables, you know. Like maybe they just bought like, a bazillion cans of ravioli. Yeah, they've been living maybe. Didn't they make like breakfast? Oh yeah. Maybe anyway, they lay eggs. Maybe they lay eggs. Stop! <laughs> no! <laughs> I am putting my foot down. <laughs> that was awful. I kind of want to keep talking about it, though. That was my least favorite <laughs> thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> but we had Team Dry. That yeah, was, exactly. This no, is worse than Team Dry. Yeah. Dang. Now it's payback time. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we definitely won't bring it up again later. Um, yes, you will. <laughs> no. We'll forget, let's be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah, like, okay, sort of related to that. They're talking about how, like, ooh, there's mouse poop on these secret documents. It smells gross. And I'm like, uh, you're so much bird, though, and raptor bird. Shouldn't you actually kind of want to eat mice? <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, probably. <laughs> maybe they're just conditioned not to want to. Yeah, maybe. Because this begs the question of, like, do they have human guts? Yeah. Do they have I think so, because they eat yeah. pulled ravioli from a can with a fork. But, Oof. like, would they have the ability to eat raw meat, you know? Yeah. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. That... Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious now. Um, Guess we'll find out. I'm imagining them, like, flying to Death Valley or whatever, because they do say, again, in the later chapter, that they need to stop and eat. 
And I'm assuming that that means they're going to like pull granola bars out of their backpacks. But I'm now imagining Max being like, okay, everybody, time for dinner. And they all just like pounce on some like (laughs) (laughs) on a squirrel. (laughs) Wait, gazelles. Wrong book. (laughs) Gazelles. (laughs) They're in Aragon now. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) They've become dragons. Yeah. You just see them like their head like twitching every direction like an owl and they just like yeah. jump on a mouse. The thing turns his head around 180 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Oh, wow. And not disturbing at all. No, very <laughs> funny. <laughs> it goes really well with the mental image that yeah. you brought up at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Done. <laughs> Sam's like, bye. First eggs, now this. I'm out. <laughs> the body just like dangling from their waist. Yeah. While the head like twitches around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Awful. <sighs> Imagine seeing that, I would shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, I, this is quickly turning into like cosmic <laughs> horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, let's move on to the next chapter. <laughs> Unless you guys had more to say. The main thing that I really like about this chapter is, I think, rediscovering why, like, 13-year-old me really liked Iggy, Uh because he is so contrary. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't want to go on this plan. And Max is like, okay, because you're not going. And he's like, wait, no. (laughs) No, I want to go. (laughs) It's like, oh, so he just rebels against whatever... Yeah. He's being told to do like I kind of I can relate to that. That that makes me sound like an actual rebellious person. I'm not. I just don't <laughs> like it when people tell me what to do. <laughs> Emotionally rebellious. <laughs> Emotionally rebellious. Yeah, I uh I don't know. I feel like the whole you guys can't come with us is just to drive them apart. <laughs> yeah. For plot, yeah. you know. Yeah. I feel like the plot is going to have something to say about this. Yeah. And like Max's reasoning is very pragmatic. Yeah. But it's also it is a little bit icky. Yeah. <laughs> For her to be like, you can't come because you're blind and it'll slow us down. It's like Yeah. Ugh. Like I honestly, Ugh. I mean, I guess this is just very in my thirties of me. But I don't yeah. really see how bringing an eleven year old over bringing an eight year old <laughs> yeah. is helpful. You know, like <sighs> Gasman can't come, but Nudge can. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's not that helpful. I mean, they're definitely going to come after them, right? Yeah. They're either going to come after them, or I feel like there is a very, very tiny, like, plot gnome in the back of my head that's like, "Mm, the erasers come back and get them. Oh. From the house. But I don't know if that's real. That does sound familiar. Right? Like, it's tickling something in my brain. Yeah. It's also tickling my brain. Yeah. (laughs) Uncomfy. (laughs) We'll find out. Because I feel like it's either that or Max, Fang, and Nudge get caught. Yeah. But then because Iggy and the gas man were following them, they Uh, break them out, you know? Yeah, that's also... Both of those sound plausible. (laughs) They do. Equally so, I would say. Yeah. Uh, what's important about this chapter to me personally <laughs> is that um, it gave me math to do 
Yeah, it and did. then it did. immediately in the next chapter, it revealed that it was just going to give me the math, which was <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> did the math match up? Did you do the math? Uh, more or less, kind of. Uh, kind man, of. I mean, okay. So they say the school is 600 miles away, which is a seven-hour flight, not including breaks. So that uh-huh. is literally how fast they could fly. <laughs> Yeah. In miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so that gives 85 miles per hour. That and seems then really the, fast. That seems extremely it's, fast. That is 136 kilometers Ooh, per hour. Oh my god. Right, I forgot we were doing miles per hour. That's so fast. What <laughs> the hell? That's so fast. Way too fast. Yeah, That's way too and then, fast. <laughs> and so in the next chapter, they say, oh, we're going 90 miles per hour. And if we get oh. a good tailwind, we could add 20 miles an hour to our speed, which is 110 miles per hour, which is 177 kilometers Oh, an hour. my God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And that's a sustained speed. That's not like that's a sprint a, speed. A sustained speed for seven hours or at least two hours. Oh, my God. they fly yeah. for two hours unbroken. They're faster than Edward Cullen. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, so no. vampires. Well, no. They're not. Oh, no? Okay, well, hold on. I thought the I, vampires could only... Oh, but the Jeep Wrangler was modified. The Jeep Wrangler was modified. I refuse to go back and double check this, but I opened the <laughs> biology episode notes I had for the vampire episodes. Mm-hmm. And it said vampires can go 67 meters per second, which sounds right. I'm not going back to check my other notes. Yeah. And that was 241 kilometers per hour. So okay, so that's faster. That's faster. Yeah, that is faster. And is faster. I think that maybe is the maximum speed of a Jeep Wrangler. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, a I modified think it was. Jeep Wrangler. A modified yeah. Jeep Wrangler. And then just for fun, uh, in case you've forgotten, dragons go thirty-nine kilometers per hour. <laughs> Very <laughs> slow. So <laughs> slow. So Very Edward slow. Cullen is still the fastest. Okay. Maximum ride is second, and Saphir's last. <laughs> Saphir is way back there. Saphir's way back there. Oh, bless but her. Yeah, like birds don't usually maintain a like average horizontal speed <laughs> that high. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's very fast birds that do a sprint or like a dive, like the peregrine falcon, which is the fastest bird, but it's only because of the dive. Which brings it to 389 kilometers an hour. Yeah. So that's faster than Edward Cullen. That is. But like sustained, their average speed is like 90 kilometers an hour. And maximum horizontal speed is 110 kilometers an hour. So there are faster like maximum horizontal speed birds. Like the Saker Falcon is faster as is the white throated needle tail. (laughs) Oh, wow. That sounds fast. At 169 kilometers an hour. Uh, yeah, but it is fast. Max is still faster than them. Wow. I mean, she's very large. Yeah, and all of that is... This is the worst. All of that is the maximum speed that they can go. <laughs> Not their uh-huh. average sustained speed. So why are these bird kids so fast? Yeah. They're not very aerodynamic. They're Military. really not. Military. Military? They're not like juiced up, are they? They're just genetically modified. They're not like on steroids. Yeah, but they could be like modified to just have like the muscles to sustain that kind of speed right away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It would would make sense if it's military and they're being trained for like, I don't know, stealth 
sky aerial operatives, I would assume that they've been also modified to have the muscles to sustain being quick. So Yeah. Yeah, and to fight a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're being designed to be spies. Yeah. So need to travel long distances. So, like, maybe they're, like, their proportions are more similar to, like, an airplane, as weird as that might be. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a jet engine uh, on the Boeing back. 737. Yeah, no, no, go on. Yeah. Boeing, yeah. You're two and a half giraffes tall. Two and a half giraffes long. <laughs> but it would make more sense that, yes, they're bird, but the scientists were probably like, oh, but we want the speed of a plane or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it does say that Nudge, who is 11... Well, I guess talking about all of them, they're all particularly tall and thin for their ages. Yeah. And then Max like specifically mentions Nudge is 11 years old and she's 60 pounds because of her strong light bird bones, mm-hmm. which is about 20 pounds lighter than like an average Canadian 11 year old girl. Yeah. Who would also be four foot nine. So like the same height as Sophie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's not even funny <laughs> your average height uh nudge is above average but we don't know exactly how tall she is yeah but she's below average weight above average height so they're yeah. they are modified to be something i don't know how being tall and skinny is helpful for aerodynamics unless yeah. they fly horizontally somehow yeah <laughs> i mean like it could be that maybe they're we've been assuming raptors because they talk about raptors a lot yeah but like raptors aren't made for like speed long distance Mm -hmm. but other kinds of birds are so maybe it's just that they they have different proportions more similar to like a swift or something but well like i accept your premise but what does that look like on a human (laughs) great like what are more aerodynamic proportions on a human yeah it would mean the like shape of the wing is different so Mm. like a 13 foot wing of like a wing that's more designed for speed than maneuverability Mm -hmm. you know would get like more power out of it you know okay yeah because we know max's wing like length but we don't know how Mm -hmm. wide they are or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah anyway maybe one day since they've just given me the math, like, I don't have yeah. anything else to do, so maybe. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to figure out the wing loading instead. Yeah, good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> I looked at a map to see the distance between the, oh, I can't speak Spanish, uh, Sangre de Cristo mountain range, which is in Colorado, where their home is, and yeah. Death Valley in California, where the school is. Um. <laughs> And if they take a direct line, or if they take a road, they have to go directly over or through Las Vegas, which is just very funny to me. I feel like it probably won't come up at all, but I just I like think they go through Las. I think they go through Las Vegas. Do they really? I think so. It sounds familiar too. It's again I'm pretty sure, something in my brain. I'm pretty sure there's a part where they go through like a really big city. Yeah, oh, must be I Vegas. Think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but they're like birds. They see the lights and they're like, oh my god, we gotta go like, there. Oh my, yeah. <laughs> Hit a it's window. like, wow, I yeah. <laughs> fly into the window of Caesar's Palace or whatever the hotel is called. Yeah. It's bonk. 
but because they're flying with their human bodies vertical, though, they won't break their necks. <laughs> yeah, they'll break their ribs. They'll just their do pelvises. one of those like comical, like oh, human imprints against yeah. the, the window. Yeah, for sure. Like, and then just fall. <laughs> uh huh. Why is there a human comical human outprint? Outprint? Outline? Outprint? On the 40th floor of this hotel. Weird. Weird. Vegas, baby, what happens? (laughs) (laughs) You can't talk about it outside of Vegas, so it's okay. So no one will know about the bird kids anyway. No one will know. Yeah. You can just walk down the street. Yeah. We've kind of moved into the last chapter. Yeah, there wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. But What I love about this chapter is that fang has dark wings yes <laughs> and nudge has tawny russet wings uh-huh. <laughs> anyway of course fang has dark wings oh my Gotta. god did you see it in the forget which chapter was it was it the first chapter where <laughs> where fang was darkly silent what does that mean oh my god how do you be darkly silent please explain james patterson what is I, this? I assume that this is like you've got dark hair with those bangs and you're just hiding yeah. half your face behind it and you're just silent and have a sad But his wife, face for on. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his wings are dark and his hair is dark and his soul yeah. is dark. Oh, but because, he's... quote, Fang is never happy. <laughs> but he's pale as anything. Pale oh, as anything. Total white boy. <laughs> yeah, not as pale as Iggy, who got startled in one of the earlier chapters and got even paler if that was possible. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I think he's ginger, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And Fang... Oh, freaking... What the hell? Fang <laughs> is such an edgelord. <laughs> he's such an edgelord. <laughs> he's never Although, happy. Like... <laughs> he's strong and silent. He has dark wings. <laughs> like, shut up. Although, Fang, like, like, objectively... Of every character that's ever been in a YA novel, Fang has like the least choice over what he looks like oh, yeah. of any of them. <laughs> yeah. He's been genetically modified to be an edgelord. <laughs> They're like, let's give this one depression. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I had written down a couple of birds and I was like, maybe this is what Fang is, because they're black and yeah. so is his feathers. Um but if we're we're trying to make someone as edgy as possible, he's probably a raven, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. the edgiest bird. I was gonna say I had vulture. turkey vulture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those they're actually sweet, so Aww. Yeah. They look edgy. <laughs> yeah, they look Or it edgy, could be though. the common black hawk. Yep. Which is black. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great. All. Yeah. But Fang has dark wings that glint faintly purple. And I was like, ooh, purple birds. And I was like, here are a bunch of song and hummingbirds. And I was like, okay, not those. Yeah. Well, I wonder if I don't know the answer to this. If it's just that whatever is controlling the color of their hair is controlling. Oh. Right. You know. Yeah. Does it control all entanglement? All of their know. colors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would make sense, though. I don't know yeah, how that Angel, works in birds. Angel's blonde and has white wings, doesn't she? Uh, that sounds right. Does like, Iggy have... Confirmed, but... Does Iggy have orange wings? 
<laughs> well, so. Angel would have like neon yellow ones. Neon then. yellow. Yeah. Uh, subtle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Nudge has dark hair and like brownish wings. I yeah. No, it's Tawny Russet. Which is brownish. No, Tawny Russet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's different. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, that's the name of the bird species. That's the name. She has. The name of the bird. The tawny russet. The tawny russet bird. If you told me there was a bird called the tawny russet, I would believe you. Yeah, there's probably like I a butterfly too. called that. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say birds have wild names, but then you mentioned butterflies, and oh my god, <laughs> way more wild. Just bonkers. Just bonkers. Freshwater shellfish also have pretty bonkers names. I've discovered recently. Oh, I was going to ask about the Atlantic Mud Piddick. No, that's, that's a marine, marine one, but that one is also pretty a crazy name. You say that and people are like, uh, huh? <laughs> okay. What? Is that an axe? Yeah. <laughs> nope. It's a tiny clam. I mean, there's also that frog that's called a mountain chicken. That's so unhelpful. What? Yeah. I don't think it even Why lives do do in that? the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Jail. Anyway. Jail. 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 Never named this- <laughs> Frog. Jail to scientists. <laughs> Go to science jail. Science jail for one million years. It's anyway. a lab with no equipment. Yeah. Wow. Or just the wrong equipment. Just the wrong equipment. It's all broken and Leica won't bro- answer yeah. your calls. <laughs> okay, now we're getting too personal. <laughs> I mean, anybody. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Oh my god, you guys. Did you see... What? Uh, uh, that flying burns a lot of energy. So, oh, could you perhaps yeah. say that uh, uh-huh. even for bird kids, oh. flying is energetically expensive, <laughs> and they need to eat oh, to regain no. the energy? <laughs> I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> Full circle, and Full by circle. circle, I mean it's just it's, more. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a straight line from what we were doing before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, I thought of it immediately. I almost went to our chat to uh, crow at you. Um, pun not intended. Uh-huh. But sure. then I was like, I should save it for the episode. <laughs> save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. Let everyone <laughs> be aware. Yeah. Canonical. <laughs> Canonical. Energetically expensive. Yeah, I uh-huh. have um, questions. Yeah. I'm assuming they probably need to just eat more often. But do they only need to eat more often when they're flying? Right, all the time. I would probably assume their metabolisms are higher, so probably all the time. But they're probably um, sufficiently malnourished if all they're eating is canned (laughs) ravioli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not going to get over the ravioli. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if they're more meat centric, Mm. then maybe they're doing just fine on just ravioli. (laughs) Yeah, someone get these kids some beef jerky. Yeah. We need the insights into the genetic makeup of their digestive tracts. Yeah. What is so. your digestive phenotype? Uh, <laughs> that's a weird thing to say to a person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have the proper enzymes to appropriately break down raw meat. <laughs> Do you require the use of vegetables to gain energy? I recently downloaded a dating app and I'm going to save that one as my... Uh, uh 
um yes yeah that might might be taken the wrong way (laughs) oh no oh no i don't want to be digested i'm just warning you i don't even know what that means but i'm sure there's something (laughs) dirty in there yeah yeah uh I don't think it's vor, which is what you were implying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's what everyone's going to think. Yeah, I don't. Let's move on from this (laughs) hole that I have dug myself. Hey, did you see that Nudge has a name that's not Nudge? Yeah. And her name is Monique? Yeah. That's interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, (laughs) I Do we think they... Okay. Because clearly they picked all their own names. Yeah. But I don't think they called them those names at the school. Like, I think they called them by numbers or whatever. By numbers? Yeah, probably. That's pretty classic. Yeah. So I don't know why they wouldn't want to, like, if they know those names. Yeah. Yeah, like, how does, how do they know their, I don't, original names, I guess? Yeah. Yeah parentally assigned names like yeah would like, they would jeb have told them maybe but why but why maybe it was a way for them to go into hiding like if they were actually to like interact with the public or something oh by like, calling themselves the gas man and i nudge. did i did extremely say it was subtle good. <laughs> did not say it was good but it's not monique but like is iggy yeah, name? like Iggy seems um, like a real name. I'm pretty sure Max's real name or birth name or whatever is Max. Is Max, yeah. Fang. I don't know. Fa- Surely that can't that's pop- his Surely. Birth name. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. I mean, if Angel was born in the school, then she's probably only ever been Angel. Yeah. Somebody tell me what poor gas man's name is so we can <laughs> yeah. call him literally anything else. Literally anything else. Please. Anything else. Yeah. Big questions. Big questions. Also, an interesting thing that I noticed was every other specific geographical location that was mentioned in these chapters is a real place. Tipisco, Arizona does not seem to exist. Oh. Or if it does, I can't find any information about it in the slightest. Interesting. I think they like, I mean, it's mentioned, so it's the smoking gun. Obviously, they go there at some point. They're going to go there at some point for (laughs) sure. Yeah. But yeah, probably because they go there they're like not real (laughs) but like they could go to a real place (laughs) yeah that went really well for forks (laughs) listen (laughs) forks has a booming tourist industry (laughs) Uh uh-huh they seem happy about it too oh yeah for sure anyway anyway scary Oh god, I accidentally zoomed into an extremely small town in Nevada on this map. No, no! <laughs> Hello, Caliente, Nevada. <laughs> Get out. They Find have an can. RV park and a family dollar. <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> Is that everything we had to say about these chapters? <laughs> I don't have anything. Yeah, that's fine. Did you have something, Hannah? You can, you can go. Oh, the only other thing I wrote down was that Max gets annoyed that her hair is coming out of a braid in the wind. Oh, yeah. And, like, Uh, as a person with, like, straight, fine hair that does not stay in a braid in the wind, like, I feel that (laughs) so hard. Yeah. Yeah, same. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel like 
the same vibe as when I was scuba diving a lot and I just yeah. like, cut my hair super short and it was like, ah. Just get all of this <laughs> Incredible. out of Incredible. <laughs> I just started wearing a hood every time I dove because then I can just shove all of my hair in and not under the hood. <laughs> okay, picture this. You don't have to shove your hair into the hood. <laughs> it's just already there. I mean, that also When you put nice. the hood on. Every part of it was great. Amazing. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's all. That's a vibe. I agree with Max. <laughs> this time, we have to make sure we don't forget. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about to forget. Let's guess last what time, happens. Last time, we just, all three of us completely forgot that there's a whole segment of our podcast where we guess what happens next. Yeah. None of us flagged it until far after the fact. <laughs> It's we're like this idiots. podcast where we've done 60 episodes. We've been doing this for two years. Yeah, wild. Okay, oh so I think the thing we decided on is I would read the first sentence and you go oh, yes. try and guess. Okay. So chapter 13 begins with her mouth was so dry. Oh, no. It's like probably because she's Edward. flying. Yeah, no. <laughs> she's thirsty. They're flying. It's mm-hmm. probably Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just coming. Cool. I think flying. they're just flying. Yeah. They're just flying. Okay. They're going to stop for lunch. Yeah. Chill. And eat either granola bars or squirrels. Squirrels. Aww. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it said. <laughs> okay. Chapter 14 begins with Max. Oh, Is this in- Okay. Someone's waking her up. Yeah. Or maybe they found either Angel or. Iggy fast. and the gas man somehow. I'm assuming mm. the chapters are like two pages max, so there's no way they already oh, got yeah. to California. That's a good point. 13 is three quarters of a page. <laughs> oh yeah, my god. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> 14 is one Okay, page. so it's Nudge waking up Max. Yeah, that sounds right. Good guess. Or maybe it's Fang waking up Max to have a little late night chat with a, a Nudge little, there. A little banter session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But would just would Fang use his words, or would he just like grunt moodily and like, or would Max just wake up and see her. him walking away, you know, and be like, mm, "Ooh, I better yeah. follow him." Wow, yeah, Fang, he's so mysterious. So mysterious. Okay, chapter fifteen. Let's throw all their stuff into the canyon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they found the school. They're outside the school, and they're plotting how they're gonna like take yeah. down the school. Yeah. Hmm. There's, like, some guards or something. Yeah. yeah. Great guess. Um, one more chapter? Yeah. I think so, Chapter yeah. 16. Yeah. <laughs> angel knew she couldn't go on like this much longer. Oh, an angel POV. Yeah. I, I, I'm guessing we're going to get the insight into what's going on with her at the school. I mm-hmm. don't want to get into Angel's head. I feel like I won't like it there. Yeah, I feel like um, it's not a good place. She's creepy. Maybe... Uh, the fact that chapter 16 is an angel POV. Anyone oh. want to take new guesses for previous chapters or anything? No, it's is, okay. Is that the one where uh. her mouth was dry because she's in a cage? Uh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> or maybe some hmm. other character POVs? <laughs> oh, multiple character POVs? <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. Is, yeah. Is it all angel POVs? Oh, wait, I bet one of them is Iggy and or Gasman, where they're throwing stuff into the canyon. Hell yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, that was cheating, but... (laughs) Okay, this makes sense. I just was like, wow, wrong for every chapter. Um, Uh, Did you already read the chapters? I guess you kind of have to if you read the first line. The rest is all just there. Whatever, Yeah, whatever was on the first line. I kind of couldn't avoid it. Anyway. Yeah. Great guesses, everyone. Great guesses. Proud of you. So we might not get any Max POVs? I think one of them is. Maybe one. Wow. (laughs) Multiple POVs. That's exciting. Yeah. Good for us. Great. Let's talk about what else we're reading. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. Should we do like honorable mentions from the last three months? Yeah, I just honorable mentions from the end of last year. <laughs> uh, the 100th book I read, Ooh. wow, was Beneath the Rising by Premi Mohammed, which was the beginning of the Beneath the Rising series, which is like cosmic horror. Oh. oh. Very far outside my normal wheelhouse. I was going to say, not yeah. really your brand, but okay. Yeah, it was good, though. I, I liked it a lot. It was like, it's like cosmic horror kind of monstery. So a uh, big fan of that. And then the other shout out I want to give from last year was A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. So good. It was so good. Just nailed the historical romance genre. Amazing. And then the only book I have read this year (laughs) so far (laughs) is uh, Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood, which is the Uh, second, second, the same genre as the love hypothesis some would argue it's the same book but some would argue (laughs) it's the same book and i did not care me neither (laughs) it was really cute i liked it a lot me too yeah anyway that's what i've read (laughs) well that leads nicely into me because love on the brain was one of my honorable mentions from the last little bit I've read way too many books to give a full list here. So my other honorable mentions are Babel by R.F. Kuang. I think everyone needs to read this book. It's very important. And then uh, Alone With You in the Ether by Olive Blake. Also incredible. Absolutely amazing. But what I'm currently reading is Vengeful by V.E. Schwab, which is the second book in the villain series, uh, which the first book was Vicious, which was our january midlight book club book of the month and then i'm reading the atlas six also by olive blake this is her more popular book this is all over tiktok i'm going yeah, to this is worth the hype <laughs> yeah <laughs> we shall see are you reading the uh oh yeah newer version like the traditionally published version Yeah, so the story behind this is I bought the self-published version because it was going like crazy. Um, So I got it self-published because I was like, oh, I want to read this book. And then it got traditionally published. But I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I heard it wasn't that different. But then the second one came out and the author was like, okay, if you're going to do a reread, like, do not reread the the first self-published version. Like, there are structural differences. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I used an audible credit and I got the audiobook. So I'm listening to the audiobook of the traditional published version of it. Okay. I'm not reading it physically. So there's that. And then on audiobooks, I'm also listening to I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, which is like a memoir that's been everywhere. Like I think everyone's yeah. heard about this one. 
and it's yeah about a child star and her relationship with her mother um and the memoir through that and lastly <laughs> in ebook format i am reading leviathan wakes which is the first book in the expanse series by james s.a corey this is a sci-fi space opera. They're made, they've made a show about it on Amazon Prime, I think, or some, one of the streaming services. Who the frig knows now which one? <laughs> uh, but I'm reading that with my boyfriend so that we can watch the show. So mm. that's my very extensive list. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll also try to keep mine swift. Mine but... is not swift. <laughs> Mine is never swift. Uh, okay, so honorable mentions for me were Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men oh, by yes. Caroline Criado Perez. Extremely good. Definitely recommend that. And the other honorable mention I want to give is How to Be a Normal Person by T.J. Klune, who also wrote The House in the Cerulean Sea. And this book, I laughed out loud and like tears running down my face cried at multiple points each. It was Aww. just like... Wow. So, so many emotions. It was really a very good book. I also read a bunch of hockey books inexplicably. It's Bachman's fault. Yeah, I've read um, six hockey books. Oh my <laughs> god. Plus, I don't know what's happened to me. Oh, sorry, I'm clicking on the wrong thing in Goodreads and trying to stall. Okay, and I am currently reading Hellbent by Lee Bardugo, which is the sequel to Ninth House, which I loved. And I am so close to the end of this one, and it is just as good as the first one. And then just this morning, I started listening to The Sunbearer Trials by Aidan Thomas, which is a name you might recognize because of The Cemetery Boys, his much oh, more yeah. famous book. Yeah, um, and it is about a bird kid. <laughs> Oh, classic. Okay. Keeping Except it he, Yeah, he has wings and can talk to birds. It was oh. like the first thing he said about himself. It's like, yeah, I can talk to birds. And I was like, Sophie. Mm. Sophie's dream. <laughs> Sophie, you should read this book. So I'm not very far into that yet, but it seems like it's going to be good. That's fun. And then because this book comes out on January 31st, we might as well announce our February book club book of the month. Yeah. Which is Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake by Alexis Hall of the Lady in the Duke fame. Yes. <laughs> or a Lady for a Duke, rather. I love his books and I am so excited. Yeah. Do you guys want to do like a bonus quick read off our top 10 2020 oh, books? Yeah. That's 2022. Fair. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do a quick read through of We All Very normally um make <laughs> top 10 lists on goodreads every year uh, uh -huh. so yeah let's just read through them really quick so in no particular order i have piranesi by Susanna clark half a soul by olivia atwater ducks by kate beaton which is a graphic novel the city we became by nk jemison oh yeah yeah i that's in my top 10 wow i liked it a lot winter's orbit by everina maxwell Hell yeah. The Last Days of the Dinosaurs by Riley Black, nonfiction. For the Wolf by Hannah Witten, kind of the whole series. Uh, City of Brass by S.A. Chakraborty, which is also the whole series. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse and The Library of the Unwritten by A.J. Hackwith. Nice. Those are mine. I had known of the ninth on there, but I have a personal rule to not put sequels on my list. Yeah. <sighs> <Ew>. I don't. 
Same note. <laughs> I yeah. don't care if the book's good. I'm putting it there. <laughs> Nona would have made it if I ha- didn't have this arbitrary, pointless rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to come in with some very different vibes because I'm pretty sure half of this list is rom-coms because (laughs) that's just me. So first up, I have The Dead Romantics by Ashley Poston and then A River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood. Just so good. (laughs) Then Babel by R.F. Kwong, which I've already mentioned. I did only give this four and a half out of five stars because... There was just like some plot issues with it, but I think it's just a very important book and the concept of it and everything. It just, it deserves a spot in my top 10 mm-hmm. and I think more people need to read it. So there's that. And then I have Book Lovers by Emily Henry. This one's a wild card, but The Lighthouse Witches by C.J. Cook. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. like a thriller, historical fiction, magical realism, like I can't even describe what genre this book is, but it's just very magical and full of suspense. It keeps you hooked. It's very good. That's the one that had the pet uh, basking shark, right? Yeah, there's the friendly neighborhood basking shark, Basil. (laughs) I remember that. You just can't (laughs) go wrong with that. (laughs) Then next up is Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then Fury Song, which is the third book oh. in the Aurelian cycle. <laughs> and I do not care because it deserves <laughs> everything. It is a, so good. This is probably one of the best YA fantasy series out like it, out there now. Like this is yeah. top and tier. And nobody knows it's there. And nobody it's knows wild. it's there. It's, and like, I could argue that this should be also like, it could be adult. And I think there's yeah, reasons I would it's agree. YA that I don't agree with maybe just the characters because ages. it's written by a woman and, and it's the written by a woman teenagers. but yeah. this series is phenomenal so I good. was sitting at my microscope crying listening to this book like, <laughs> yeah so sad I'm slowly turning our tiktok into a fireborn Aurelian cycle like stan account <laughs> yeah as it should be and then speaking of crying at our microscopes i also cried reading or listening to beach read by emily henry uh emily henry is the real mvp of 2022 for me just absolute writes the shit that gets to me and then last on my list is mexican gothic by sylvia marino garcia i didn't give this one five stars because i never want to reread it but <laughs> <laughs> but like I only give five stars to a book I would reread but I never yeah. want to experience the imagery in this book ever again but I cannot <laughs> emphasize just like how good this book was it's horror which is again why I never want to read it again <laughs> but it's just so original and the way it was written was just so well done that like it's it's a top book for sure but I'm never gonna read it again once is enough that's so <laughs> wild because I loved she's also the one who writes uh gods of jade and shadow she is yeah, yes right? yeah yeah which is like i've read that one but not mexican gothic yeah and i was like gods of jade and shadow was like a hair on the dark side yeah but just kind of like heartfelt and kind of sweet and mm-hmm. it was like man i cannot imagine <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> the range i can't yeah. say much without author. spoiling it but like yeah that's okay there's just a lot of vomiting of black substances oh. Oh god. That's that's all you need to know. (laughs) Great. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done, Hannah. (laughs) Me. Uh for my top ten, I'm looking at it 
right now, and I feel vaguely embarrassed by like how on brand it is. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say we don't have to share, but you should. Oh no, it's just yeah, it's like every one of the- these books would be like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mine are in order chronologically from when I read them. But I have the Vagina Bible by Jennifer Gunter, which is just like a how-to manual for literally anything you might want to do with a vagina. Hmm. That made it sound way sexier than it is. It's mostly like <laughs> caretaking stuff. But it was really good. I feel, I feel like anybody who has a vagina or wants to do sexual things with a vagina should probably read that, which is most people. Anyway, <laughs> now that it? I've talked about... Most people either have, have vaginas, vaginas or are interested in people oh. with vaginas. <laughs> I, yes, okay, got it. Yes. It's basically, if you have anything to do with a vagina in any capacity, you should read this book. Got it. And now that I've said the word vagina way too many times, mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse and Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell, which Sophie mentioned. I have Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. A Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers, which is just like so oh, nice. nice. I need so to read nice. that one. Yeah, you do. Oh my gosh. I, lo- I want to reread it shortly. I have Brotherhood by Mike Chen, which is a Star Wars novel about Obi-Wan and Anakin, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then both Boyfriend Material and A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hull. The Winners by Frederick Bachman, but that's like encompassing the whole Bear Terran series, and Invisible Woman by Caroline Criado Perez, which I just mentioned a minute ago. What a nice. list. So. A good list. I think we all did a great job with our lists. Yeah. This year. I, I think so. All good books. If you need a book to read, any one of those is probably yeah. a good choice. We just gave probably you lots. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Personally, but- I think my list is the best, but you know. I, I mean, did- my list is clearly better. <laughs> I personally just think everybody needs to read Fireborn by Rosaria Munda yeah. and then the whole series, and I'll be happy. The second one, I think, is my favorite, which is a wild thing to say about a series, but I go. very much enjoyed the second one as well, but I, if a middle book is written well, I will... I was gonna say... The Court of Mist and Fury is the second book. Uh-huh. That's, like, my favorite <laughs> book ever. The Darker Shade of Magic second book. Also, I love yeah. yeah. favorite. Yeah, no... There's just something about a second book when it's done well. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just captures me because you already know the world. You already mm. know these characters. And if the author can pull it off and like bring together this just story you weren't expecting, like phenomenal. And it can make the first book better. It can. Because yeah. you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the second yeah. book was amazing. But yeah. it can also be done very poorly and just be a filler book. And those ones are yeah. bad, but like those ones are bad. Middle books done right, Mwah, Chef's kiss loves it. So good. <laughs> yeah. All that aside, if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Tumblr. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, MidlightPod.Podbean.com, and on YouTube. And today, for when one of us gets too excited and won't let anyone else speak in the podcast. <laughs> that motor mouth of hers could have turned Mother <laughs> Teresa into an axe murderer. 